The content of this podcast should not be considered financial or investment advice. All interviews and discussions are opinions only, and the podcast has been created without taking into consideration the listener's financial objectives, financial situation, or needs. Listeners should obtain independent advice before making any financial decisions. Hello and welcome to this edition of the Stockhead Rock Yarn. Today we're delighted to have again back with us the Australian Vanadium Limited, uh, but this time we're talking to Todd Richardson, who's the Chief Operating Officer of the company. Uh, and Todd is uh, really going to run us through the latest updates on thinking about the uh, Vanadium project that the company is looking to develop and is working on a feasibility study. So welcome uh, to the podcast, uh, Todd. Hi, Peter. Thanks for having me. Todd, uh, I just wondered if uh, we could first start off, uh, you could tell the listener a little bit about your career path that uh, has brought you to uh, to this position with Australian Vanadium Limited. Sure. Yeah. Um, my career starts in Vanadium, I guess, in 1997. So I've been around the Vanadium industry for a long time. Um, I started off as a process engineer in, in a plant in the US and um, eventually moved to a, a plant superintendent and then a plant manager there and then um, had the opportunity to come in 2013 to uh, Windermere here in WA and work there for several years um, and then returned to the U.S. for a little while. Um, while I was here, I had the opportunity to meet with Vince and, uh, and understand the, the ABL project at that time. And um, so I was glad to come here and join as part of the team to help Eventually, I came originally to help as part of the pre-feasibility study, and then, and then um, now we're working on a definitive feasibility study. Fantastic. So, yeah, we've had uh, Vincent talking about the Windermara Vanadium project, which is, uh, you know, some it, it could be seen as being a vanadium project or a titanium project or even a magnetite iron ore project, depending on uh, the prices for various commodities. So there's, there's lots of various value adds that can be added to this project down the track. Yeah, Australia vanadium. You're, that's correct. So we um, we extract vanadium from a magnetite ore. It's a titanomagnetite, so it's high in titanium and vanadium as well as iron. Um, and we produce a concentrate from that. About nine hundred thousand tons a year is our projection, and um, and we extract the vanadium from that. But what's left is a is a titanium, an iron rich titanium um, concentrate, which which is. Um, which does have a certain value in itself. Yeah, so even the sort of inverted commas waste product from the vanadium extraction can be a valuable product down the track. Yeah, we, we think of it as a byproduct, not a waste product. So Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, a co-product, yeah. So, um, Todd, uh, can you tell us where the, um, where the feasibility study is, is at at the moment? Yeah, sure. Um, right now we're doing a PFS update, which is due out in December of this year, um, which will, a lot of changes have, have taken place since the project, um, since we did our pre-feasibility study at, at the end of 2018. Um, we changed some significant portions of the process and we've also relocated the processing plant from the Mikathera area close to Geraldton, close to Mola. Um, yep. So we decided at that point that it was a, a good idea for us to just review the entire PFS and, um, and update that based on the new changes. Um, once that's complete, 
we'll roll right into a, a bankable feasibility study um, beginning in January, which is anticipated to be complete mid-year uh, 2021. So what was the driving force for the relocation, uh, uh, Todd? Was that uh, access to labour and power? Yeah, there's quite a few advantages really f- for us to, to relocate the refinery or the processing plant close to close to Gerald's. And one, one factor is definitely that um, you, you don't have to worry so much about FIFO. And, and obviously that comes with a lot of, you know, its own u- unique challenges, I would say. Um, but the real driving force is the gas. So it's a very gas intensive process. Um, and in order to, um, in order to do it in Mikathera, we, it would require, you know, running a pipeline 180 kilometers. Um, and we just saw that as a, as a risk that we didn't want to put into our project. Um, so we decided to look at other options in it and we found some good land there that's close to the, the Dampier to Bunbury pipeline, um, which really reduces our, our gas costs significantly. And what would be the end product of the project as it's currently config- configured with your pre-feasibility work? Yeah, so we're going to produce 22.5 million pounds of V205. It's sold on a per pound basis, so it's typically quoted that way. Um, and and about 900,000 tons of this byproduct material that we just mentioned, this high titanium iron ore, um, which is also um, very marketable. So we're doing a lot of work um, with, with our partners in China and in the U.S., um, identifying markets for that material as well. Um, the vanadium, 22.5 million pounds, just to give you an idea, is about 6% of the total vanadium produced in the world on a yearly basis. Yeah, and your mark, your market for that would be, uh, what, steel mills globally? Yeah, that's right. 90% of the world's vanadium goes into steel production, um, although there are some significant markets um, and developing markets like the vanadium redox flow battery, which we strongly believe in. You know, that's why we've got a subsidiary, V-Sun, here in WA that um, that sells vanadium redox flow batteries and is developing a market for us here in, in Australia. Certainly the uh, the time for batteries of all sorts is, uh, has certainly come. We've seen these huge uh, lithium-ion batteries. Um, V-Sun and others around the world are building uh, VRB, vanadium redox batteries, and we've got zinc uh, bromide uh, flow batteries as well coming in at all all. Uh, sizes, so I'm sure there's there's a market for all of those products uh, going forward to uh, to use uh, weather dependent power generation, uh, sun and wind, uh, and store that um, to be used uh, when the sun isn't shining or the wind isn't blowing. So yeah, I think that's uh, that's going to be a massive market for vanadium going forward. Um, so what else? I believe there's some uh, a way of using or extracting uh, hydrogen. Uh, as part of the project going forward, yeah, look, we're excited about um, about the government's approach to hydrogen. We think that it's um, it's going to be beneficial to the economy here in WA, especially, and and could be beneficial to our our project as well. So we're very open minded about uses of hydrogen and how we can how we can take advantage of that. I think it it really ties into our project two different ways. One is because we are such a, a energy intensive process, the roasting process is very energy intensive and requires a lot of gas. One of the ways that it would tie in for us is to use green hydrogen to supplement some of that gas usage 
um, which would lower our carbon footprint and but and, and would allow us to use renewables for instance um, that's that's one way we see that it could tie in so we're um, we're investigating that and and the other thing in fact it's been done um, there's several investigations going on in um, in Scotland with wood wood group is one of the um, engineering firms that we're using and um, and they've looked at exactly this, you know, supplementing five to 10% of, of gas usage in, in other facilities with hydrogen as a fuel source. So that's, that's one thing that we're pretty excited about. Yeah. So you would be able to uh, electrolyze water and produce hydrogen, which you could then uh, supplement against the the gas, which would otherwise be used, uh, uh, you know, if you could get the, the cost of production of hydrogen down, then that would be a, a useful sort of green addition to the energy um, use for the for the project. Is that the, the way you're currently working? Yeah, that's right. And, and or we could um, not necessarily produce it ourselves. You know, maybe we could purchase it from from some of the other producers that are um, anticipating to set up plants um, in the near future in NWA, for instance. Yeah, there's a pilot plant already uh, considered up along the coast. There isn't there. Yeah, that's right, and we've we've had some discussions about that internally, and and we think that you know if there is hydrogen available, we could definitely we could definitely make use of it. The other thing that's really interesting for us is um, is transportation because we've moved the, the location of our processing plant close to Geraldton. Um, we've got about three hundred sixty kilometers um, between Mekathere and Geraldton, where we have to ship our concentrate, and um, and as such, we think that hydrogen might be a, a good solution for us for transportation purposes. As a fuel? Yeah, as a fuel for the for the trucking, yes. Um, if you look at 900,000 tons a year, that, it's hard to understand what how much that actually is. But for us, that would be a, a quad every hour on the road um, between Mekathera and, and, and Geraldton. So... There's there's big opportunities. So a big part of our cost structure is going to be just diesel um, from from logistics costs. So we see that as a good opportunity for us to to really innovate in that space. Yeah. So we've seen uh, around Perth over the last couple of years uh, trials with uh, buses using hydrogen uh, uh, through ceramic fuel cells to produce electricity. So the buses are electric electric buses. But they're fueled with uh, hydrogen, and that that would be the that would be a way for for fueling trucks on the on the highway from Mika to uh, to Geraldton as well potentially. So Todd, um, there's also been big development over the last week uh, with AVL with uh, Cliff Lawrence agreeing to join the company next month as the non-executive uh, chair. Cliff, I've known Cliff for a number of years, and he's had a a long experience on both sides of the fence as a investment banker and a uh, a mining guy, and he's, he certainly ran Atlas Iron, uh, produced a pretty good outcome there in uh, difficult times for that company. So I think that's going to be interesting to have him in uh, driving in the driving seat as uh, as a non-executive chair of the company. Yeah, well, we're very excited to have Cliff join us. Um, we've we've been working with him for several months um, on a consulting basis, and um, we do think it's going to be a great addition to the team. You know, Cliff. Also worked with uh, another member of our board, Daniel Harris, on the Atlas board um, together. So, um, so definitely a welcome addition to the board, and we're we're very excited about it. 
Yeah, so the, has there been any change uh, to the uh, resource and reserve? I see a, I've got a reserve number, a high-grade number of 88 million tonnes, grading just over 1% vanadium pentoxide. Is that the, the current target for the, for the operation in the early days? Yeah, that's right. So we, after our pre-feasibility study at the end of 2018, we went back and we did some more drilling and increased the resource um, to 87 million. Now it, that gives us about 23 or 24 years life. We're obviously working on that now in the PFS, but um, it's significantly increased the amount of, of life for the project. So for the PFS, we were at 17 years producing 22.5 million pounds per year, but um, now it's, it's looking and you know, it's, it's 20% more than that. So has the vanadium market reacted in a in any way to the current uh, shortage of iron ore? Or I mean, a lot of vanadium comes out of uh, South Africa. What's happened in the in the market there overall? Uh, the price for vanadium is still still a bit low. It's lower than we'd like to see it. Um, part of that is driven be, by the steel consumption in in Europe and 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 uh, North America in particular. China seems to be running above COVID levels, uh, steel production at the moment. And I think that's, and between that and uh, and the problems in Brazil with, with the iron ore issues that they're having over there with Valle, I think that that's probably what's driven the, the iron ore prices up. Although we haven't seen vanadium follow that trend as of yet, but I think that it's just a matter of time when, when the U- US and the UK um, and Europe kick, kicks back in after COVID um, that we'll see that price increase some. There's been a bit of arbitrage in the price. It's interesting. China, China is um, it's about $2 a pound more than it is in Europe right now, just because there's just not much demand in Europe for, for steel. Yeah. Well, and vanadiums uh, used in structural steels, you know, bridges and, you know, I suppose large building construction and bridges and that sort of thing. So that's, I guess, uh, where the steel is being used in China and railways and so forth. Yeah. And, and, Reinforcing bar, rebar, and, and structural steels. Yeah, that's that's the primary use for for, for vanadium. You're right, and um, and so we, we see with these infrastructure projects that are bound to come in the U.S. Um, with COVID. You know, with I think once once uh, once those things kick off, I think we'll see a price rebound. And and the good thing is we'll be ready um, with a fully funded project um, and ready to go forward and be the next producers. That's our that's our target. Yeah, and that's, I think that's when it's certainly going to be handy to have Cliff Lawrence in the chair because he'll have a lot of contacts to be able to uh, to help with the financing at that stage as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, that's part of the uh, the reason why we brought Cliff on um, is because you know we are moving into a different phase. It's we're moving from the engineering phase really into the the financing phase, and and Cliff is. If, if nothing else, Cliff is a specialist in, um, in getting companies um, into, that, into that realm. In yeah, that and over that hurdle. Yeah, indeed. Fantastic. All right. Well, uh, thanks, Todd, for coming in today and talking to us here at Stockhead. And uh, we, uh, we like the, the renewable energy sides of, of, the, of the business and uh, we like the fact that vanadium, you know, can be used in the, 
as part of the whole renewable or rebuildable energy cycle. So uh, uh, I think if you can get some hydrogen in the front end to uh, to cut those uh, uh, greenhouse gas gases in the process, that would be excellent. So uh, we will watch very closely and I look forward to getting uh, you or Vincent back in uh, early in the new year uh, as the uh, feasibility study progresses. So thanks once again for coming into our Rock Garden at Stockhead. Yeah, thank you, Peter.